Okay, welcome, uh, Dinner Party Duo listeners. We have our first guest, the wonderful Graham Hunter, comedian and podcaster for the Wrestle Everything YouTube channel. And he's going to be, Graham's going to be saying a few things that he would like uh, people to talk about, either his dinner party or a dinner party that he would go to. So welcome, Graham. How are you doing? Uh, nice, uh, nice to see you, Adam. Um, talk to you, Adam, rather. Yeah, can't see you, but hey. Um, yeah, all very good. Good, good, good. So I'm not sure if you listen to the pod much or if you enjoy going to dinner parties or have been invited to any or have created some yourself. But obviously the um, the subject that people bring up can be organic, but sometimes you've got to step in and sort of have some sort of, uh, not grenades, but things that people might start talking about. So uh, I understand you might have given it a little thought and you've got a couple of ideas, right? Yes. So the first one... Um, obviously, depending on the, the sort of the mix of people there, would be something that I I would be very interested in talking about, which would be what is the best sport? Okay, so I thought about that. Yeah. And do you mean the best sport to play or the best sport to watch? Um, I'm I'm happy with either, but I think it's important to start from the point of view of what is sport because there's a lot of dispute. I, I watch, I like all sport, and that's a bit of a boast, but if I give you a very quick example, I hate tennis, which means I only watch the finals of the four Grand Slams and, the, and a few occasional dotted matches elsewhere. So that's a sport I hate. And you'll still watch the finals of four major tournaments. Absolutely. I, I will watch eight to ten games of tennis live a year, a sport I hate. So, so you're a sport fan. I am very broad based. And so like the classic definition of what is a sport is when people are trying to exclude things like snooker and that is is it yeah, something golf, you do with, with snooker, a darts. Yeah. So is darts, golf, snooker, are they sports? Well, you see now I dispute this logic in the first place, is because and this is because I once scored a double hat trick in an admittedly not too seriously game of football with a cat in my hand throughout. <laughs> so I feel I've broken that definition personally. So if you are drinking during the sport or have access to be able to drink, it ceases to be a sport. Is that what you're That's saying? That's the theory. And as I say, I, I dispute that. Um, There's a lot of darts championships that would dispute that, I reckon. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, also... You know, is it all intoxicants? I mean, there's a there's a famous story of a 70s uh, baseball pitcher who accidentally came up on acid during a game, and him, yeah, him describing that happening, and it's like, well, he was still a a, a pitcher after that incident, so you know, and let's be honest, that's a little more involved than being drunk, so. Mm. What so, about yeah, so, so? What are some of the other sports that are on the bubble then? Like, what about um, beer pong or MasterChef? Just because it's competitive, is well, any competition sport? I I use I have my own personal definition that I work to, which is: Would Eurosport have it on? <laughs> because okay. that that's a very broad church of anything vaguely approaching a sport. Do they have poker on? Because Sky Sports have poker on. Uh, Sky, I, I would allow poker in. Eurosport doesn't. Specific, Eurosport would definitely consider it a sport, 
they would show that they just choose not to so what are some um, of the weirder sports then that are out there do you uh, think well, one that i particularly like is what was originally called combination football and became known as international rules football and it was basically somebody took gaelic football and australian rules football and kind of mashed them together and then got Ireland and Australia's uh, national teams for both sports to play each other. And it was a very strange hybrid sport, but crucially, it's one of the most violent things I have ever seen. Um, it kind of was approaching rollerball level of violence. Oh, God. Which, in, in my book, when it comes to sport, very good. Very good indeed. I, I love a, a sport ruined by violence in certain ways. <laughs> So there was obviously there's another famous there's quite a few combo sports. There's box chess. I don't know if you know about box chess. I have seen box chess. Yeah. Yeah. Where um, people box and then to play chess and then box and you win by checkmate or by knocking your opponent out. That's becoming very big. It. I you see. I used to play chess competitively when I was younger, and my uh, my downfall was young kids that were younger than me. Um, I was quite happy playing adults and I'd do all right against adults, but little kids who were like, you know, obviously the young engineers that uh, their parents were trying to make them into geniuses, uh, they would be all over the place. They would just wind me up. And if I'd had the opportunity to punch them, I feel I'd have won a lot more games than I did. So you think that you could have been an all pro box chess champion? I, I, I certainly would have got further in my chess career had I been able to punch <laughs> most of my opponents as well as play chess against them. Fair enough. I'm, I'm, so, I'm not myself of sort of like I'm a brilliant fighter, but those particular people, I would definitely have fancied my chances. So there's also a skiing one, isn't there, that's like shooting. Is it like oh, biathlon shooting yeah. and skiing? That's, that's um, a weird hybrid. Uh, well, th you're getting into one of my favourite areas of sport, oh. which is um, ambient sports, and these are things where not a lot happens, but it's very pretty. And shooting things like and skiing sounds like a lot. It, it is a lot, but also then you, you're talking Norway, somewhere like that. It's usually Norway. Right. If you see biathlon on the tech, they're very good at it and very into it. Um, but they, um, you know, you've got generally it's winter, you've got crisp snow, you've got uh, millions and millions of pine trees all around. It's really atmospheric. It's a really pretty sport to watch. And mm. if even if I wasn't into it, as we've established, I would watch it anyhow. But I would watch it an awful lot more than I would say tennis, just because of the trees, to be honest. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So here's a question then we one could ask the dinner party from that is sure. get people and you can answer and I think which hybrid sport that doesn't currently exist would people like to see? So I guess I'm thinking cheese rolling then yeah. with some sort of devouring of said cheese. You've got to roll the cheese, fastest cheese down, and then some sort of like food eating competition. I think that would be pretty watchable. Mm. Well, because you've, you've, you've got two elements there. You could do that as an as a solo sport. Yeah. So you, ch you chase your cheese, then you eat your cheese. Yeah. That all makes sense. Of course. But what if you are 
you have somebody who is running and rolling lots of little cheeses, maybe even baby bells. I don't Mini know. baby bells, of course, yeah. They, they'd be the perfect cheese for this. Um, but they're keeping up a steady t- supply to a pro eater. Oh, I see. You know, so you're going to get the best of both. And so it's their job to keep the cheese coming as opposed to one big cheese. Yeah. Where, let's face it, it's game over in terms of the cheese rolling part of it. So it's a team sport or a partner sport. That's that's what I'm thinking. That's nice. I that's like what I'm it. Thinking. I like it. Yes. Um, what else could we, what other hybrids are you thinking? Seeing as you have a, you know, yeah. um, appetite for bizarre sports. Well, I... I'd definitely be keen to involve, say, cheeses or sturdy biscuits in um, ice hockey. Mm. You know, they're, they're built for that, let's be honest. So, again, you've got an eating element to that. Um, or even um, there's an, there's a Scandinavian version of ice hockey called bandy, which is almost exactly the same, except it's played outdoors and they use a ball. So it's hockey on ice as opposed to ice hockey. Right. Yep. So it's already a combination sport. So I'm, I'm thinking cheese band, cheese, uh, cheese hitting bandy. Mm. You, you've almost got a triple threat there. And I guess could you say <laughs> that the cheese is the the ball or the puck, and then you score, Absolutely. and then it's there's no time limit. But once the cheese is broken into smithereens, that's the end of the game. Or the, or the start of the second half of the game, the um, the eating part. But um, also, I'm I'm thinking here, actually, whereas with the cheeses for practicality for the the rolling, we went smaller. I'm thinking something about the size of a full size edam. Yeah, I'm thinking edam. I think that's a good ball for any sport. That mm. you could go you know, dodgeball. Take you, some abuse. You could go dodgeball with edam or other cheeses. Cheesy dodgeball. Ooh. A cheesy dodgeball does sound good. Yeah. Um, because, oh, well, because you start off, you know, you start off with hard cheeses, you know, your Edams, uh, your Gouders, <laughs> your things like that, Any, anything big and round, and that's your obvious thing to mm. dodge. But then you, you get, you know, then you, you're onto something softer, so like a really ripe camembert. Yeah, like a frisbee. You could frisbee that across. You could frisbee it, but also you've got an explosion part potentially of that Mm -hmm. when it hits. So you know you're into you're into a different uh, kind of cheese dodging, I would argue. And you know you could sort of maybe up the ante of the softness of cheeses in a series of rounds. You could probably create another sport there. You could have the dodgeball with cheese. And yeah. then the cheese ultimate frisbee with the cheeses being the frisbees. I, I, again, I, I'm behind that on its own yeah. altogether. <laughs> frankly, I, you know, I, I, I had I, a feeling um, you would be. Yes, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're basically forcing two of my favourite loves to get here together, which is sport and cheese. So. Yeah, well, yeah, well, exactly. And and I would imagine if you were hosting a dinner party and you were going to bring up the subject, you would probably have an array of cheeses already out, ready to uh, to go, oh, yeah. is these round cheeses I've put out? Oh, is that my back garden? And then, boom, you've already got your after-dinner party activity. I, completely. However, also... Seeing, seeing as how fruitful I, f- I feel this avenue is, mm. there's also going to be an array of sporting equipment, bats, you know, hitting things, helmets, all sorts of things. 
and you know we, we can just work off that as well i hear you what what do you think this is more of a quick question because you had another one what is if you've got a dinner party happening or people coming around i guess to watch a game what's the best sport for your dinner party what's a good sport to watch that's maybe not in too intense that people are not eating enjoy themselves but maybe not too boring that they're so what's a yeah. good sport for basically dinner party um, people to watch well, See, I would go. I, I go across to ambient sports. Things are chilled that not a lot happens. Um, I mean, weirdly, you could argue motor racing is a bit like that because actually, there's although it's quite action packed in theory, not a lot actually happens, and you're watching for the big thing. Right. Um, so that's that's one of my personal ambient sports. But you cricket or golf, yeah, you you dip in and out. So obviously, as I'm a big American football fan, obviously the Super Bowl party becomes something which food is a very big part of Super Bowl parties. And I think something like 20% of the world's avocados get eaten on Super Bowl Sunday. Something some ridiculous. Yeah, no, that, that's that's perfect. And yeah, I mean, absolutely, American football is ideal for that because, I mean, you can potentially, all the time you were talking or consuming food, could be during adverts, particularly if you're watching it in America. Yeah. So you know you you could be sight you could be mute throughout every piece of action in three hours, and still be a pleasant guest at a dinner party. Yeah, yeah. I'm all you know. I like to sort of watch a game with with plenty of food. I think some sports do definitely go hand in hand with food. I think that's one of them. Um, you had one more question. We we we've got a few more minutes. What was your other one? subject okay so this was something that arose because of a friend of mine um is very accident prone but very specifically accident prone and in the space of three months he had a skiing accident he sliced the palm of his hand off with a mandolin and he scolded himself on a ban marie all separately so the mandolin was all a while skiing. over three months <laughs> and it was after the third one um we were joking around and it was sort of like are you only ever going to have middle class injuries <laughs> and so the, the question from out of that from my friend was what's the most middle class injury mm. that you think you've suffered that's a great question to ask everybody. Off the top of my head, for me, my most it was more the injury that was middle class, not the activity. So I yes. broke my pinky finger, I dislocated it. That in itself mm. is, you know, quite middle class. Um, but yes. I was playing flag American football, so it wasn't the, the tough contact. Flag American football is, it's, I don't know what class it forms into, but I didn't know I broke it until I came back to the huddle or dislocated it and I saw it dangling and then someone's like, you, oh. you better go to the hospital. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the most weirdest kind of middle. Oh, I've broken. And then when I met uh, an NFL, great, like an NFL time player, he was yeah. uh, he was telling everybody, and we were as a small group, of all the big injuries he's had. You know, you can ima- imagine broken knees, this, this, that. And I said, yeah, man, yes. I hurt my finger playing flag football too. I, I feel your pain. <laughs> and I'm obviously being sarcastic. And he didn't. No, I was taking the mickey. He just went, yeah, absolutely, man. Me and you, totally. And I was like, and, and everyone's like, what the heck? So that's my most middle-class injury. Do you have yeah. Do you have others? Um, I, see, I, I brought this up for, for conversation because for me, I mean, I am from a working-class background. Um, I am very definitely middle-class. I, I make no bones of dispute about that. But 
I don't think I've ever managed to injure myself in a middle-class way. Hmm. Now, I think the closest I may have come, and I'm still disputing this, is getting chilli juice in my eyes and on my penis in separate instances. Okay. Both of which were not good. Chilli chili juice um, on your penis. Yes. So chopping, chopping chilies, go to the toilet. And of course, in go to the toilet, it, you're not thinking it's, I'll wash my hands afterwards. Big mistake. I mean, obviously very painful. But is you know, how working class is the chili? <laughs> I mean, in Britain, maybe is my point. You know, I, I don't know if we take that, you know, if, if I was proper working class, would I turn my nose up at, you know, what's a very non-British uh, method of flavouring. But I guess that's a, a, a good sort of learning point for people out there making dinner part. You know, you're cooking with chilli, you got to wash, wash your hands. Well, water does make it spread. I think you've got to use milk to... Yeah. But... Um, I think anybody with any sanity, and it's not that much effort to do it, gloves, washing up gloves, all that sort of stuff, put them on, chop the chilies, take them off, problem solved. Um, I am slightly lazy in the kitchen in that I will I will make lots of effort in the prep and cooking, but absolutely anything else on top I will not do. So a sensible thing like that is digging into my being a good cook time, in my opinion. I hear you. I guess there could be a whole other section in this podcast. We could talk about the bizarre cooking injuries people have suffered. Um, but if you had a middle, if you had a new middle, like if there was, what do you think is the archetype middle class injury? Because I'm thinking something along the lines of like hurting an elbow during um, a skirmish in a semi-final of a croquet tournament. That would um, I I oh, I dispute that. I would say bull. Bull, bull. I think bull would just edge it. Bull, you know the uh, French. Bull, yes, bulls? yes, yes. See, I, I would say that's just croquet's classic, but maybe maybe it's sort of old money against nouveau riche. <laughs> you know, bull is more a, uh, an English middle class nouveau riche game. Croquet, you know, croquet a lot more traditional. I also think maybe another middle class injury could well be just having a sore throat from you know saying too many double barrel surnames. Absolutely, um, a paper cut from the Guardian. <laughs> I think, I, I think, I think that's, that's the one. The, I think that's the one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The Tory graph. You could say that. You could say the Tory graph as well. I, I really think. I, I think the Guardian one sets it. Whereas. You know, Tory Graph is, you know, can go into upper, you know, somebody came to, you know, if a nurse is triaging a patient mm. who has a particularly nasty uh, paper cut, um, if they say, you know, what paper were you reading and they say on oh, the Telegraph, it's like, in her assessment, that could be lower upper. You, you know, it, it's not absolutely necessary. Whereas okay. if they say, oh, it's a guardian, 100% middle class. There's, there's no doubt about it. It's middle. Mm-hmm. I hear. Can I tell you my paper cut joke? Absolutely. Go for it. I'm a black belt in origami. I'll give you a paper cut. Ba-dum-ba. You can keep that one, Graham. You can keep that one. 
that's very generous of you. <laughs> if it's possible just to edit that out <laughs> of the podcast and my mind, that would be great too. Uh, so, you know, which, whichever. I might well, <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Well, that was, um, thanks, Graham. I hope you had fun on our podcast. Absolutely. I'd love, love it to talk with you, Adam, and hope we talk again soon. Cheers. Thank you.